You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Jeffrey Ford is the author of novels that include The Girl in the Glass, The Portrait of Mrs. Charbuke, The Beyond, Memoranda, The Physiognomy, Venetus, The Shadow Year, short story collections that include The Emperor of Ice Cream and the appropriately titled The Fantasy Writer's Assistant. Thank you for joining me, Jeffrey. Oh, thanks for having me. Jeffrey, I got to ask you, when was the first time you ever saw an issue of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction? Uh, probably when I was about uh, six or seven, there was a, maybe eight, there was a, like, what we called the candy store downtown, and they used to have a spinning rack of paperback books, some of which were those ace doubles, mm. and, uh, you know, and a, and a magazine rack, a wooden magazine thing against the wall, and I know they stocked uh, science fiction magazines. I remember seeing If, remember If, I used to buy If there and Magazine of Fantasy and Science Fiction, and there were a number of other ones. I think, you know, uh, Asimov's eventually showed up there. So that was the first time I saw it, around that age, age period. Could you tell me just a, what did that mean to you when you first opened up that magazine? Well, I mean, when I, you know, when I first saw that stuff, all of that stuff, I mean, in the covers and everything, I was like, wow, I mean, this is too good to be true. I can't believe that you can actually do reading and read about this stuff and read stories about this. Because, you know, uh, when you're a kid, you go to the library at school and the stuff that kids' stories are fanciful and stuff, but this seemed like to be taking the strangeness of things seriously. And, uh, you know, that kind of blew my mind. And, you know, I was, I was more than happy to be able to delve into that stuff. Well, tell me the first story that you actually published in fantasy and science fiction and what that meant to you. Well, it meant a great deal. I mean, this this was, by the time I had gotten to that point, that was the, the one magazine above all other magazines that I wanted to have a, to get a story in. And it, made a, it meant a great deal. The first story was uh, The Fantasy Writer's Assistant. And uh, it was, I think Ed Furman was still the editor at the time and was in charge, but Gordon Van Gelder, I think, was doing most of the reading, and he uh, bought the story. <clears throat> and uh, Ed actually wrote me a personal note about it. Gordon's, Gordon told me later, he said, that's, you know, that's unusual. He usually doesn't do that, so he must have liked that story a lot. Uh, but then I sold a couple more to uh, Gordon after that. But yeah, it was great. I, I was uh, thrilled to, you know, to show up in there. Well, that's a kind of, that's funny because uh, of the, the title, you know, and the subject of the story. <laughs> when you wrote the story, were you thinking, I want this published in that magazine? No, it wasn't specifically that magazine that it had to be published in. Uh, I just wanted to publish anything in that magazine. And actually, I tried to send stories. I sent stories to Gordon before that one that he turned down. He initially let me start writing for him. Uh, 
you know, uh, doing, I did a couple of those curiosity columns in the back. But, uh, you know, I wanted to send him some stories, and he wasn't so sold on the idea that early on. But, you know, he, he let me do a couple of those other things, and then I submitted a couple of stories to him, you know. But, um, yeah, it was cool. It was great. Loved it. Well, tell me about the Curiosities columns. How did you get that gig? Well, I asked them. I mean, I, I, I knew that they were back there. I read them all the time, and I loved them because I'm always looking for all kinds of, like, oddities, things like that for my reading, you know. I did two of them. I did one on uh, Katamer, which is um, a, a novel written by E.T.A. Hoffman uh, from the point of view of a cat, and uh, which is actually unfinished. And the second one was The Other Side of the Mountain by Michelle Bernanos, which was this kind of like surreal adventure story, really surreal and really uh, kind of disarming and brutal in a way uh, that I read when I was a kid that just happened to slip into the Scholastic Book Club at school. You know, we were blown away by it. It was, it was really uh, kind of weird and, uh, and startling. So I did those two for him. And, you know, I think I did the story before the second uh, Curiosity thing came out. Now, tell me, what do you think the magazine of fantasy and science fiction means to the science fiction and fantasy community? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, it seems to me like it's just, uh, you know, I think it, it's quality. It's a, it's a quality magazine. Uh, the, the stuff in there, I get, I get it delivered at home, uh, you know, every month. It's the one magazine I get... Uh, you know, re- regularly. And uh, it's just every every month you can find uh, good stories in there. And I really like the uh, the nonfiction stuff. It's fantastic. I mean, you got Lucia Shepard doing movie reviews. Liz Hand is just an incredible reviewer. Uh, James Salas. I mean, this is a, this is a great, you know, lineup. Uh, Charles DeLint, great lineup of people doing uh, nonfiction in there, too. So, you know, it's something I can count on. I, I think that's what people in the field probably have come to think of it, too, and, uh, you know, for quality, and that they're going to find some of the best stuff from the year in there. And I, th- I think that's borne out. I mean, you know, Gordon's constantly up for World Fantasy Award, you know, these other awards in the magazine is, and work from the magazine is. So I think it's, uh, you know, that's the way people feel about it. Is there anything that you'd like to say to Gordon Van Gelder and the magazine of fantasy and science fiction on the occasion of their 60th anniversary? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's been great reading pleasure, and I'm, I, I am delighted to, to have been in it the times that I was, and also to be in the uh, 60th anniversary anthology, which is coming out in a, in a couple of months. I'm, that, that's, uh, that was a real treat for me. So, yeah, thanks for all the good reading, and hope there's much more to come, you know. I've been speaking with Jeffrey Ford. His latest novel is The Shadow Year. Thank you for joining me, Jeffrey. Thanks a lot, Rick. Take care. John Kessel is the author of books that include Corrupting Dr. Nice, a short story collection called The Baum Plan for Financial Independence and Other Stories. He co-edited the anthologies Feeling Very Strange and Rewired. Thank you for joining me, John. Oh, thank you for asking. John, uh, I'd like you to tell me 
If you remember the very first time in your life you ever saw a copy of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. Actually, I remember it uh, quite vividly uh, with a sort of turning point in my life, actually. Uh, it was in September of 1963, and it was in Cosentino's Delicatessen on Elmwood Avenue in Buffalo, New York, which was a couple of blocks down from my grandfather's house, where we would go every Sunday. And so uh, I was bored, and I walked down the street to Delicatessen, and they had a magazine rack there, and I was into comic books. And uh, so I was looking for comic books, but then I saw this this magazine, uh, and it had on it, uh, it was the October 1963 issue of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. Uh, it was the all-star issue. So it had lots of uh, uh, writers uh, that I had read because I was reading anthologies of science fiction and, and books from the library. Uh, so uh, uh, I didn't realize there were such things as science fiction magazines. And so I... Uh, I bought it immediately, and then I came back the next month and bought the next one, which had Roger Zelazny's story, Rose for Ecclesiastes, in it, which was, uh, you know, a, a mind blower. And so then I subscribed, and I became a, a regular subscriber of Fantasy and Science Fiction, and uh, that that's all she wrote. <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was definitely uh, definitely into it. Somebody had corrupted Dr. Nice, I take it. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> now, I, I was definitely a science fiction fan before that moment, but uh, but it was the first magazine that I was aware of, and I went on to read all the other magazines, too, but, but that was always my favorite of the science fiction magazines, and still is. Well, now, tell me about the first story you had published in the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. That's a, a transcendent leap for you. It was, actually. It was the place I wanted to be published in the most, and it, it turned out uh, I'd sold the story to a publication that folded before it ever got published. And so, uh, again, uh, Fantasy and Science Fiction was the first magazine that ever purchased a story for me that was eventually published. Uh, it was, uh, uh, I think it was 1977 that I sold the story, and the story came out in 1978. Uh, it was called Just Like a Cretan Dog. It was bought by Ed Furman, and uh, I think it was in the January 78 issue. I can't remember exactly. But, uh, again, that was a, a real mile, milestone for me. It's actually, again, one of those sort of ironic things. I did, after I sold the story to Furman, I sold two stories to Galileo magazine, and they came out first. But the first one I sold that showed up in print was, uh, was this story to Ed Furman. Uh, and, uh, and then, actually... Uh, one of the other things that was uh, fortuitous is that uh, uh, Furman uh, bought, uh, at that time I was not having much success selling to other magazines except for Galileo, but then it went out of business. And so um, I, uh, I, I really was sort of, that was my one market. And um, I wrote this novella called Another Orphan that I tried to sell to a number of places, and it was getting bounced, got bounced everywhere. And so finally I sent it to Furman saying, with it, actually with a letter, I told him, think, four or five stories before that, and I said, look, this is an unusual story. It's not very science fiction or fantasy. It's about this guy who uh, wakes up in the middle of Moby Dick. Uh, you know, if you don't buy it, no one will buy it. <laughs> I basically <laughs> said that to him. And he bought it and published it, and then it ended up winning the Nebula Award in 1982. So that was, that was, a, um, was a great, great feeling for me, and also, again, I, I owe that to fantasy and science fiction. Uh, I think one of the things that, that I'm hearing as I conduct these interviews is how wide the palette of taste that you see in fantasy and science fiction is, that it really has, I think, uh, changed uh, our vision of what 
is belongs in the science fiction and fantasy genre? Well, I think uh, always from the beginning it was unusual in that it spanned science fiction and fantasy, and so it had a broader taste, and also it had a more, I think, a, from the beginning, a, a slightly more literary uh, taste. And, and uh, you know, with Anthony Boucher as the editor and J. Francis McComas at the beginning, but then uh, later with Robert T. Mills and Avram Davidson and then Ed Furman, uh, you know, I think it's maintained its steady uh, uh, character. And then, uh, you know, Chris Rush and, and Gordon Van Gelder, uh, it still seems to me to uh, have the same uh, character as a magazine. And, uh, you know, I love other magazines as well. I mean, I certainly have uh, had uh, success with Asimov's, and it was a major factor in my career. But uh, but FNSF was my first love. Now, tell me what you think the magazine of, of fantasy and science fiction means to the science fiction and fantasy community. Well, I think one thing is it's got this amazing history. You know, this 50th anniversary anthology, if you look at the list of stories in there, I'm so proud to be in it. I'm just a... a kind of flabbergasted to be in it, because I read a lot of those earlier stories when I was a boy, and I thought, you know, these flowers for Algernon, for God's sake, you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is as good as it gets, you know, that was a major influence on, I think, a generation of, of writers, you know, and so uh, uh, the fact that it, that uh, this magazine has its history, I think it, it you know, it, every issue that comes out today, I mean, maybe the readers aren't conscious of it, or the writers even aren't, aren't conscious of it, but I feel like there's a, there's a tradition that goes back there, and, and that, that, that carries along uh, in, in the field. And, um, you know, and also the sort of idea that, that science fiction can, uh, science fiction and fantasy are, 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 are broad and have a wide taste and can reach people who are not uh, readers just simply of fantasy and science fiction. And I think the magazine has tried at least to do that and has fairly successfully done that over the years. Now, is there anything you'd like to say to Gordon Van Gelder and the magazine of fantasy and science fiction on the occasion of this, their 60th anniversary? Well, I hope, uh, hope there's another 60 years, Gordon. <laughs> um, keep up the good work. Um, you know, always, I think maybe uh, try, you know, try new things. Uh, uh, look, for, look for new writers and, and new ways of of writing this stuff and and uh, and uh, keep the tradition alive uh, as much as possible. Um, I'm just uh, tremendously grateful to uh, have been a part of it, and uh, and I hope still to be. I've been speaking with John Kessel. He's the author of Corrupting Doctor Nice, the short story collection, The Baum Plan for Financial Independence, and other stories. He co-edited the anthologies. Rewired and feeling very strange. Thank you for joining me, John. You're very welcome. I'm speaking with Delia Sherman. She's the author of The Porcelain Dove, The Fall of the Kings, Through a Brazen Mirror, Changeling. Her forthcoming novel is The Magic Mirror of the Mermaid Queen. Thank you for joining me, Delia. Thank you for asking me. Delia, can you tell me the very first time you actually saw a copy of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction? Where were you? What were you doing? 
Well, actually, I was sitting in a friend's bathroom, uh, and she had an entire pile of them. It was in the 70s sometime, the early 70s. Uh, and I cannot remember exactly what was on the cover because that was, in fact, a very long time ago. But it was um, it was it was sufficiently eye grabbing that I that I picked it up and and carried it home with me and and read it from cover to cover. And I think I subscribed to it not long afterwards. Now tell me, how how did you go from being a, a reader of the magazine to being a writer? for the magazine. Tell me about that first story you had published in fantasy and science fiction and what it meant to you. Well, it was called The Maid on the Shore. It came out in the October 1987 um, edition of, of fantasy and science fiction. Uh, and it was actually the cover story. Um, Anita Kuntz did the cover of the, of the Mermaid Lady on it. And um, it was it, it 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 was like breaking into the major leagues, or, or hitting a ball out of the park the first time you've been up to bat. It was just it was my second sale, and it was it was just absolutely gobsmacking. Um, I I. It, I, I, I expected never to publish anything again after that. It was like, I can die happy now. I have been published in fantasy and science fiction. But luckily, Ed Furman was, um, was a, a very sweet man. I never actually met him, but I, um, I did sell several of his stories to him, and uh, mostly sea stories and mostly mer-person mer, mer stories, shape, shifter stories. And he was, he, he, I, I'm sorry that I never met him. Now, uh, tell me, uh, what do you think the magazine, you're, you're, a, you're a, a well-known writer in, in the genre, and you've won, you know, the Maito Poetic Award. This is serious kind of literary fantasy and science fiction. So what do you think the magazine of fantasy and science fiction means to the science fiction and fantasy community? Well, I think that it's the gold standard. I think it's the market that, that, that all young writers would like to crack. Um, it, because it's been around for a very long time, the quality is consistently very high, um, and it does, it, 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 it has grown, I think, with the field um, and, been, and, and really gotten better over the years. Uh, it, it certainly, I think, it, validate, it, 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 it validates young writers. It makes them feel as if they've really arrived and that they've, their work has been accepted into the canon of, of the field. And it's... It, I, and I really think that in the minds of young writers, its importance is disproportionate. It's, it's, I, I know that print media now is having a very hard time getting read and being distributed and selling as well as it might. Um, but for, for young writers, it's, it's, like it, it's, it's like singing at the Met. Now, tell me... I. In this, on this, the 60th anniversary of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction, do you have anything you want to say to the uh, editor, Gordon Van Gelder, and the magazine itself, I guess? Well, congratulations for sticking it out so long through thick and thin. Um, and also, I have very much enjoyed over the years watching it go from from Ed Furman to Gordon and watching it move with the times and growing as the field does. Um, Ed was a, a very forward-looking man, but he had the tastes of his time, and I think that, that Gordon has really stretched the definition of what science fiction and fantasy can be, um, and I think that that's a wonderful thing, because a field that does not grow doesn't go anywhere. 
So congratulations not only for sticking out an old institution, but also turning it into one that is still relevant. I've been speaking with Delia Sherman. Her forthcoming novel is The Magic Mirror of the Mermaid Queen. Thank you for joining me, Delia. Thank you very much for asking me. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.